Blog Talk Radio. Machine, like the uh, like the '91 Red Wings here. We are. Oh, wake them up! I feel like the shackles are off. It's basically like uh, what is it? Mighty Joe Young when he was sitting on his stage there, it's all shackled out, and he breaks out of this, the Tortorella shackles. And now we're free in Vigno Land. <laughs> How? How enjoyable, and I, I know 
we're all going to come down to, uh, you know, Earth, you know, eventually. But how enjoyable was it to watch that game last night? I mean, that was a hockey game. I mean, it really was. It had all the elements of it. The fans were into it. You could tell because there was only like four pop and sucks chants. I mean, they were rocking and rolling. They got out to the lead right away, getting goals early and often skating. You had the uh, uh, car bomb over there, Concillo chirping away. It reminded me of the Avery days when Avery would, you know, chirp, a little bit of chirping now. Okay, granted, uh, Carcilla couldn't fight worth a damn, but he got his goal. He got to go. He's already outproduced, I think, John Scott and uh, Derek Bugard, or at least tied them. Took him so, three games uh, as a Ranger to get half as many goals as Brian Boyle. Yeah. So... <laughs> That was an exciting game to watch. I don't think there was a game like that last year in the regular season that we played. I mean, it's hard. And the Rangers, I think I'm starting to figure out what's going on. What's going I still on? Have what's going on? But I, I saw some questions, but I'm getting some answers finally. And it's taken this while. Come on, you you, you got to admit, that was a great game to watch. I know Absolutely. the Rangers dominated, but wasn't it fun? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a few things I want to touch on from last night's game. One was uh, Henrik Lundqvist. I thought that was maybe his his best game of the season, if if not maybe top three of the season. The only goal he gave up was completely not his fault. That was all on Mark Stahl, or Matt Stahl as he is known here in, in the annals of Blue Shirt Underground. Was that a power play goal? Uh, I don't even remember. But, uh, I think it was the end of a power play. Stahl was standing right in front of Lundqvist, so Lundqvist couldn't see, the, couldn't see where the puck was, couldn't see who was shooting. And there was a there was a flyer right in fr- right in front of Lundqvist as well that Stahl was just basically letting him stand there along with him. Mm-hmm. So I I pinned that goal completely on 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 Matt, Mark Stahl. Jeez, I say Matt Stahl so often I get now I almost say it for real. Uh, so I thought Henrik was fantastic last night. Uh, he's played much better these last couple of games. Hopefully he is coming around. He's out of his Swedish funk. Just the time for him to go play for Team Sweden because that's what I'm really concerned about because they're paying him eight million a year, but eight or is it uh, Krogan? What is their their money over there? The Kroger, something like that. The Kroner. Anyway, Kroner. the Kroner. That's it. Uh, yeah, but the the only thing that I think if I had to if I had to pull one thing that I didn't like about last night, actually, let me talk about what I liked first. The power play. Oh my God, love it. I mean, I'm sorry, but you watch, we're, we are 40-some-odd games into this season, and, and we, we now officially know that Mike Sullivan is just an abomination of an assistant coach. I mean, this is essentially the same personnel. What? I'm laughing. Oh. I mean, this is, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about how, you know, trying to get the same personnel to play AV system 
And, yeah, they've had some struggles with it. But these are also the same players that were on Mike Sullivan's power play, now playing on Scott Arneal's power play. And he's got, I mean, this is the, this, I'm sitting there last night thinking, I haven't seen a power play like this from the Rangers since since Yager and, and uh, since the check line. This, that's, and that's 10 years ago, almost. I mean, they look spectacular. The puck is everywhere. You know, it might sound, you know, at the risk of you know, being politically incorrect, it might sound a little gay, but i got to I got to agree with Pierre Maguire when he said their passing was exquisite. I don't know if there's a better word. It's fabulous. <laughs> it was splendorific. It was. I don't dread power plays anymore. I get excited. Yay. <laughs> We're going on the power play. Not, oh, it's time to go take a dump. They're on the power play. It, I mean, what a difference. What a difference. You, you know, you, you with, talk about the shackles. Yes. Creativity is, is is encouraged. Players like Matt Zuccarello and Chris Kreider, who scored a highlight goal. Well, it was kind of a highlight real goal. <laughs> it had to bounce off somebody, but uh, it was I'm so left, beautiful. Sorry, I'm, left. <laughs> I'm laughing because... We were shackled like Jacob Marley on the Tortorella. Tortorella. I mean, I mean, you know, it's just, you're right. It's, it's unbelievable to just to just watch the puck go in the zone, and it's constantly moving. The players are constantly moving. They're not all just standing still. Pass, pass, pass. Clear. Chase. <laughs> Get it in his own. Pass, pass. Clear. Chase. Jim. I mean, players are have, moving. The they have set moving. plays now. Did you see the Dallas game? They're setting up. They have set plays in the offensive zone. Win the face off. Pass to this guy. Pass to the other guy. Get the shot. I actually only saw the third period of the Dallas game. Uh, that was that was all my time allowed for on Friday, but obviously that was the most important part because that was when they that was when they won the game on a great goal by Rick Nash. But uh, I mean, yeah, nothing, nothing. My look at around here, my my nitpick last night. Um, I thought they let the Flyers. Well, for starters, I thought they let the Flyers get a little too liberal with Henrik Lundqvist. Yes. Uh, f- far too liberal with him. And second of all, I don't care what Russ Cohen says, Wayne Simmons is a pussy. A pussy. You ah! see him on the bench, you see him on the bench chirping up Carcillo. Carcillo says, you want to go, uh, you know, you want to go next time on the ice? And Wayne Simmons says, sure. So who does Wayne Simmons pick on his next time on the ice? Derek Brassard. I used your line in our Facebook group today. What courage. Derek Brassard. I put my daughter up against Derek Brassard in a fight, <laughs> and she might make she might go three rounds. He's a puss. Did he ever go? Did he ever get his? Did he ever take a chance with Carcillo? No. 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 I, no. He wanted after, no part of him. He goes after Brassard and then Brian Boyle. Ooh! Wow! What a hero. Brassard's tougher. <laughs> what a hero. What a hero. 
looking out for a hero. Uh, Simmons is a good like he can fight like for for a guy his size, but he if you're going to yap it up with somebody and and Carcillo was just basically calling him a bitch. Right. I mean, you see when they had to they had to uh, mute the mic there. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to knock you out. You know, he's going to knock him out. Now, yeah, I agree. Simmons, I agree with the net. Excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. Right. I mean to, but Simmons was basically doing last night what you were talking about. I'm playing heroic music here for Wayne Simmons, by the way. Uh, he was basically doing what you say Brian Boyle does. He'll chirp up a guy he has no intention of ever fighting with. Yeah. That's why I hate Boyle. I know you have a lot of other reasons, but the, the thing is, is that if you're that big, you've got to fight. And you can't be like, blah, 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 talking in guys' faces. Drop the gloves. Just go. What's the worst that can happen to you? You get a bloody, you bloody your nose a little? Come on, Brian. Can't be that bad of a fight. Well, he is that bad of a fight. But can't chirp up all the time. You get a reputation in the league as being a big wuss. And uh, that's what Wade Simmons looked like last night. But this was a problem with the Rangers, I think, two years ago under Tortorella with protecting Lundquist. He was getting run like you wouldn't believe. And I think this has to be addressed. Uh, I saw McDonough get a little uh, feisty in front of that net, but they certainly need a presence back there that uh, will scare some people. It could just be a team thing. You just make sure people are getting hit after the whistle, that they learn that there's going to be a price to pay with the stick. You don't necessarily need a goon or a, you know, it would be nice in a perfect world to have a, a tough guy like Dylan McElrath back there, but that's not going to happen. So the guys that are out, John Moore certainly could throw the Dukes. I mean, yep. if he's got to drop them in the fight, and he's a, you know, he's, he's a third-pairing defenseman, let him fight. You know, they get a little rough out there. You've got to make sure Henrik is protected. For yeah, I mean, sure. like, you, like you said, it, it doesn't have to be a, a goon. It's just the attitude's got to be there. Right. You know, just the team I, attitude. I saw, I saw it corrected two years ago with basically the same uh, – but it has to be it's, – it's got to be – it doesn't have to get to the point where it got to last time where he was almost getting killed. Right. You know, uh, let's take nip it in the bud now. But I want to get back to this, this, the, the special teams and the, 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 the wonderful game last night. And it's not just because they beat Philly. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, it's not because I'm on an emotional high because they put together a winning streak. They won three games since the last time we, we had the show. I, I'm, I'm pleased about that, but I'm just pleased that hockey is back. Fun is back. You know, I don't know if they, you know, I don't know if it's going to translate into more wins, less wins, whatever it is when it all shakes out. But I'm just glad to see it that hockey is back. And isn't it interesting, my friend Jim, my good friend Jim, that all these players under the former coach who didn't know how to act like a pro, like Chris Kreider. Or were sent down, like up and down. Him and Matt Zuccarello are two of their best players this year. Yep. But under that old system, 
Uh, you know, the evaluations were very low for these guys by the coach, and it showed in their playing time. So I can imagine what would have happened to these guys had we not changed coaches. You know, it, these guys would have never been allowed to flourish. No, I, and I, I don't disagree with you at all. So, I mean, I think John Tortorella, listen, he got us, uh, you know, he got us in the playoffs. What's it, five series in two years? But it, it just wasn't going to work. We tried it, and it's not, it couldn't work. So they're in a different direction now. I still think they got a, still got a lot. Of, the defense worries me. I don't think Girardi and McDonough had that much of uh, that, that, that good of a game last night. I don't know what the stats were, but it seemed like the other team getting some quality chances. They had a lot of quality chances, the Flyers, in the first period. They did. I think they had 17 uh, shots on goal, something like that. And they got to figure out a couple defensemen. I'm not happy with Delzato. I'm not happy with Falk, uh, even though he hasn't been playing. But, I mean, uh, but you know what? Maybe, you know, a guy like Falk, who has shown a, a bit of an edge, maybe he should be in the lineup against the Flyers. Maybe. I don't know. I think he's sticking what works, and I yeah I maybe you should have a guy like that in there. I don't know. Um, it was good to see John Moore mix it up at the end of the game last night. Um, I'm really rooting for that guy. He's he's been quite a disappointment this year. He hasn't played well, but he's been playing better. Uh, I think he's got a lot of upside. Um, I think a lot of these defensemen are having a hard time with not playing the zone defense, and they're relying on their quote-unquote hockey IQs, and a lot of them are coming up empty. MDZ is one of them. He's just not a guy that's – he's just not thinking out there. I don't want to go into a total bash MDZ thing, but I I, I just don't think he's getting it. And I thank God every day that Anton Strollman's on this team because if they didn't have an Anton Strollman to eat up all those minutes to play that well – as he does most nights, I don't know what they would be doing for a number four defenseman. Everybody would have to move up, and that's not a good thing right now. So uh, I'm happy with the Rangers. I mean, it just makes so much sense to have that many, like all the assistants working on a different thing. We were like in some kind of archaic system. You know, it's like we weren't with the times. You want to, can I hit you with a number? Yeah, hit me. Ready for this? All right. The Rangers are currently sixth in the league on the power play. Okay? They have 34 power play goals so far this season. Vancouver is 23rd on the power play and has 22 power play goals. Now, I'm going to skip last season because it was a short season. We're going to go back to two. We're going to go just looking at the 2011-2012 season. Okay? Vancouver was fourth on the power play, and the Rangers were 23rd. So they've almost completely flip-flopped. They've almost perfectly flip-flopped in position on the power play. And remember the number I just gave you, 34 power play goals this season. So far in how many games? Uh, How many games? 47. 
47 games. 47. Actually, I could compare it to last season at this point because they're almost even. Anyway, so 34 power play goals so far this season. In the 2011-2012 season, they had a total of 44 power play goals. Wow. And they've already got 34 this year. Here, let's comp- you know what? Since we're since they're at forty seven games, let me compare this to last That's year. That's about now. last year. Yeah, last year, yeah, it's about because now the games are just about even. Let's see. Uh last year Vancouver actually Vancouver's power play was, was only one slot ahead of the Rangers. But the Rangers only had twenty four power play goals last year in forty eight games. And this right. year they have and this more. year they have uh, 34, and they are six. So, and also, if there was an Achilles heel to the Rangers in the playoffs, both years under Tortorella, it was the power play. Absolutely. Now, granted, they played a tighter D game, and the games were one nothing, and then you know the, the scores were lower. They played a more conservative game, and it did keep them in a lot of games they shouldn't have been in. But certainly, the power play destroyed them in the playoffs. They could never get a goal. They couldn't get a goal even strength because they were playing for ties. And when they had the man advantage, it was terrible. With basically the same personnel, it sounds like Benoit Pouliot. So, and and certainly talking about uh, Benoit Pouliot. He's playing a lot better. That the, you know, I know you don't want to jump on the the bandwagon there, but he's uh, certainly come on, and uh, you know, hopefully he can you know get 15 goals. I think if you get 15 goals out of this guy, he's worth it for the money. You know, so I I I I, I just think, I, and and still I'm starting to see. Vino and he's playing with not his players. You know, we've said this the last couple of shows. These aren't these are Tortorella's players, and he's making the best out of them. And it just goes to show you, you know, the strength of these these assistant coaches, which really impressed me. And so I was, I'm being pleasantly surprised. And a lot of other, I said, watch the Ranger boards and the Ranger fans. That Chicago win was big. Chicago, you're not fooling around over there. And they That's had that going to third. I mean, right. So Chicago Blackhawks, uh, you know, in Chicago. And uh, I didn't see as much rejoicing as I think I, we should have. That's a big accomplishment for the Rangers. Now, Chicago realized late in that game that they were, they were going to lose, and they poured it on. And Henrik was there again. So if we get Henrik going, you know, it'll be just in time for the freaking Olympics. <laughs> and you don't know, you lose all your momentum. So I'm worried about that, but, you know, I'll take it so far. I mean, they, they look a little, they look better. You know, the only problem is they got to finish more. They make great passes, but they're, see, they done and missed that wide open net. Oh, boy. oh, yeah, yeah. That was, oh um, and you know the other thing that I thought was great about the was about the Chicago game is that you know 
they had a 2 nothing lead in that game and were in control for the most part. And then, then Chicago got two quick ones, and you just kind of figured, oh, here we go. You know, this is <laughs> – the party's over. We've had our fun. <laughs> but uh, no, they got that third goal and did it. I'm trying to find the uh, – you know, I don't remember a whole lot of wins in Chicago, and I'm 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 trying to find the stats on it right now to see how many times they've they've won on the road in Chicago, but it can't be too many. Sue Papagallo turned that game off when it was two two. Did she dare you, Sue? <laughs> My God, ye of little faith. Let's see. New York Rangers media guide. <sighs> Still have my access. I'll look it up. I'll have I'll have that information for you shortly. Why don't you look it up in the media guide that was supplied to us by John Rizzo? Yeah, yes. No, I'm looking at the one that's supplied to me by NHL Media. <laughs> what about the Foxwoods Final Five is coming up? Your place for endless excitement. <laughs> Who came up with that tagline? It's the stupidest tagline in advertising. Endless excitement. It's a casino. You're going to run out of money eventually. <laughs> I mean, not seriously. I mean, what happens when you run out not of money? Endless. You do for it's got to end. Stay there. You are going to lose. Right. Yes. The complimentary water drinks, that water down drinks are free. Endless excitement. They announce it like with seven minutes left, and then he doesn't go to it like a minute and 30 left. Like, forgets about it. See, he's doing that, uh, that uh, friend Healy game 365 on Sam Rosen. Oh, oh I can't I wait to overdub that. I forgot to set, the, uh, I forgot to set the, the DVR for that tonight. I got to yeah, watch that. There's got to be some good shit in there. I'm going to overdub that with my own stuff. The... the uh, the Ranger Media Guide doesn't give me the home and away. It just gives me the year-by-year year versus NHL, year-by-year year all-time record. No, that's not what I want. It just tells me that it just tells me that they are below they are below 500 against Chicago. I can tell you that, but it doesn't yeah, give me home been... and away. Yeah. Where's Yaga with the reach around? I want to hear that one. <laughs> Somebody mentioned in the chat room. It's got me all. This this would be my game 365 on Sam Rosen. Where is that? God, man, we got so many clips on this freaking thing. We got a clean. He tried a one hand reach around. Yeah, wow. that would be on my. Wow. Mm-hmm. It'd be five minutes of that. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah, Gina, you're right on with that. They're below 500 against a lot of teams. <laughs> that is full show. <laughs> yeah, full show for reals. Gina's keeping it reals. Why am I talking in some kind of ghetto thing? But, uh, yeah. The end of the season, maybe just into the playoffs. Miller. With Jordan 2-2, two, two, two on one. Oh, it's in, it's in. It went in and out so quick. 
<laughs> went up. in and out so quickly. <laughs> up, it's in. <laughs> and go to the foul line. <laughs> Three-pointer. Ridiculous. Bing, save. That's another one. Stephen Nolan knows them all. <laughs> anyway. Callahan and Marion Gabrick representing the Rangers. And a deflection and score. Brian Boyle, I think, yes. up high yes. with a deflection. It's a power play goal. <laughs> well, the one thing I love to hear from Mark Stahl, Joe, we talked about this. Here's Eric with the puck. Is that the question about how he felt about the hit? Oh, that puck goes in. It was redirected. <laughs> and again, the Hurricanes come up with a late goal, and now the Rangers lead, cut to four to three. <laughs> the end of the season, maybe just into the playoffs. Miller with Jordan Tutu, two on one. Oh, it's in, it's in. It went in and out so quick. <laughs> you got that one in here. Oh, here's my favorite. Go ahead. Oh. Piedo, number 83. Go Pavelski. Across to Wingle. In front of Piedo. Oh, he scores. Diving effort by Lundquist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he called for Fratello. <laughs> yeah. Trying to play that. Backhander that was blocked by Holtby. And cleared aside by Erskine. Callahan again. Comes off the boards. Knocked away to Ribeiro. Who gets it to Brower. Troy Brower leads Martin Erat. Erat... Off the boards to Zuccarello. Lifted in, batted down with a high stick by Alexi, but the Rangers play it. Fratello moves in. Fratello. 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 Like, he doesn't even know what his brain's doing. Who's talking about Fratello? Man, they gotta go with that Fakata 365. I'm gonna dub all that audio into all his clips. This will last lunchtime. <laughs> and the Rangers went, oh, wait, it's icing. He even pulled a Stanley Cup call. <laughs> Hold the celebration one more time. He blew the oh. biggest moment of his career. <laughs> Yager got his elbow up to look like a Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, anyway. So they're doing it, what? That, that's on tonight? I think, yeah, I think it was on, uh, or maybe, uh, yeah, it might be on at 10 p.m. or something, which would still, which means I could still get to see it. But I'm sure they'll show it a few hundred times. I just got to oh, set the deep for it. Emma, she's got like three programs. <laughs> they're like the Rangers. The the Knicks. Somebody was complaining about that with the Knicks commercials and them talking about the Knicks every game. They don't talk about the Rangers on the Knicks broadcast. I can tell you that much. But anyway, what they got that JB Smooth show, 
Fran Healy, and that's it. What the, the, what the, f- the hell is that thing? Whose idea yeah, was that? Me? Yeah, well, whose idea was that? I mean, really. <laughs> who's responsible? <laughs> I mean, who's responsible? Come up with this nitwit. I've never even heard of the guy. I like Jamie Storm. He was great in Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. But he, it, it, but still, but who came up with the idea to give him a show? Yeah, on a sports network. I mean, it, 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 I don't know. It's All dumb. Right. Anyway, we're getting way off the track here. So what do you think about Carcillo so far? Uh, I liked his goal last night. I liked him. Like uh, you know, I guess he's, he's the type of guy you'd rather have on your team than not on your team. You know what I mean? You hate yeah, him when he's not on your team. I rather you know, not he hasn't made any mistakes. You know, he's he's drawn some penalties and scored a goal. He's providing more than... I like uh, his chirpiness. I like the way he's getting... He's throwing some of these guys, I think, off their game, almost like in Avery fashion, in a way. Sitting yeah. at the end of the bench, talking, right. and get those guys distracted. You know, they may forget their game. Right. So, in that way, I'd rather have, have him than Heisey, from what I've seen. Oh, please. I'd rather have Daryl Powell. Here, Dubinsky's on uh, the ice. Dubinsky. <laughs> oh, Dubinsky just missed an empty netter. When they were playing... <laughs> When they were playing Columbus last week, and, and they started talking about Dubinsky, and they said he just became a father, a brand new baby, and all I could think of was the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby. Oh, I mean, Doobie's having a pretty good year over there in Columbus, being the number one center over there, wherever he's left wing, whatever he's playing over there. What's that? So much to be said for that. You know, you're the number one guy on Columbus. And at $4 million, it just wasn't working here. I don't want to go into that whole thing because people will say, still, we need that type of player. I just remember games at a time, him not being around. So we're looking onward and upward. Broussard's running. The, uh, the guy that uh, struggled early, he's scoring. He's uh, getting a racket up the assists. Uh, you know, that's good to see. They seem to be getting a lot of production from a lot of different guys. And if they can maintain that and Nash continue his hot hand, we may have a uh, above 500 team here. They might just make that eight seed. <laughs> All right. You know, now I see uh, Rangers uh, 123 is getting over on Stepan, and, yeah, Stepan is hes kind of an enigma, you know. I mean, he's still kind, he's kind of regressed, and, you know, you, you, when you hold out like that, you better, uh, you better come with the, with, with the points and the goals and all that because Ranger fans will not forget. And after last year, uh, he deserved a you know, payday. He played well, looked like he was developing. He's still too unselfish for his own good. But I still like him. I think he's a good, sound, two-way guy. Uh, I just don't think he has the hands to really be 
the hands or the wherewithal to pass in order to become that 20 goal scorer or more every year. But as long as he's year, setting up other people. I know. Last year, last year you know. In the short season, he was a, almost a point a game guy, and I don't see him as a. I don't know if he's a point a game player. I mean, right now, yeah, I don't. Right now, he's pretty much on track for what he's done the other two years of his career. He's solid. He's a good defensive player, you know. Uh, you know, and he he certainly, I think, if he plays with the right players, if he, like last year, he played with Rick Nash primarily, correct? I mean, uh, uh, I, think yeah, I think so. Both of his points came from. So if Nash is hot, Stepan's going to get his points. But his goals, I think he is what he is, you know. And I don't think we really should expect him to be a 30-goal scorer. He's, you know, he would be a second-line center on, on a really good team, you know. But the Rangers, if they can spread the scoring around, and finally they're rolling four lines getting production, that fourth line looks good. I mean, I hate to say it, but the Boyle and, and, and Dominic Moore looks a lot better than he did earlier. They're getting production out of all three, all four lines. Can't remember the last time I said that. You know, things are, are working out with, I think, personnel that I don't think is the greatest. I think they could definitely. We talked about this last week, but... You know, we're stuck with what we're stuck with, and, uh, you know, they look good. It's exciting to watch. You know, take pleasure in this because I I couldn't stand it. I mean, look at that Dallas game. You know, if it was under Tortsy, and I don't want to keep going back to Torts, cause, but, but I just, you know, you have to because if it was 2-2, we would have played for that overtime. We would have dumped that puck, iced that puck, Every moment we got a chance to. I mean, it would have been, you know, batted down the hatches. But now, they wind up getting a goal with, what was it, under three, four minutes when they scored in that game? And yeah, they got it. it. Minute, I think it was a minute and a half, minute 40, something like that. I mean, that's a clutch goal. A beautiful goal by Rick Nash. Falling backwards. And, uh, you know... I just felt like under the old regime they were playing not to lose. Now they're stuck, though. If you're going to play this, you know, fast and loose and offensive, you better come to play every night. Because if you don't have, you're not hustling, you're going to lose. They've got to come to play, and finally they're coming to play at home. Which this could be a big turning point if they can learn to win at home. So I'm glad the way things are going. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. There was a... Uh... I think it in the Chicago game last week. I thought did you see what the what the Rangers did? I forget. I think it was in the third period, not long after Chicago had tied the game and the and the Rangers had the, the they they were on a long shift and they iced the puck and and they were trying to kill time without taking their timeout. Uh, did you see uh, Lundqvist? He took his he took his glove off. He took his waffle board off. Made it look like he had to adjust yeah. his equipment. And then Zuccarello got in the face off circle just so that he could get chased out. Just to kill out. time. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool how they how they stalled for time and and they probably bought themselves a, a almost a full timeout just by doing all that stuff. I think that was the, that yeah. that was the Chicago game if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. It was so smart and so 
I was like, wow, we're finally pulling this stuff. <laughs> Usually it's pulled against us. Right, right. Have you been now, hearing that, like, they've been mentioning... I'm sorry, no. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to ask you uh, a question. So, I don't know if I'm hearing this wrong on the broadcast, but they're saying that, that Vigneault is very um, loud on the bench. Like, he's very vocal. And I don't see yeah, that they, when I watch the broadcast. They did say that during one of the, maybe it was last night's game. They said he's one of the most vocal coaches in the in the league. And I, I don't know, is that why he always sounds like he's hoarse when he when they interview him? Is it because he, I don't know. He I, must don't, be. I never hear him. I never hear him. I never, you know, and I think somebody mentioned this in the chat room a lot. He keeps lines together like this other maniac was changing lines every second. It's so good to have relatively set lines. I mean, this isn't reinventing the wheel here. I mean, right. this is just the way normal hockey should be played. So it's refreshing. I know they're winning in right now. Everything is all golden and shiny, and we love everything. It's a love fest. But huh? it's a love fest right now, and, you know, they'll lose to the Devils, and everybody be jumping off the cliff again because, you know, these games against the Flyers, Pittsburgh, and Devils and Islanders, those outweigh more than any win. They beat the best team in the league, not a drop. They lose to the Islanders. It'll be like, we need toughness. We need it in Florida. Oh, this team is too soft. You know, everybody comes out of the woodwork to diagnose what's wrong with the Rangers. It's like, no, nobody gets the, the same old Rangers. You know what? If it's the same old Rangers, I don't want you. Send me your same old jersey <laughs> and your yeah. same old hats. <laughs> Send them all to my same old address. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're not going to be positive about this team. I don't want to hear you. I mean, you can get critical. You can get in the critical thinking, hanging with us. Be critical, but don't get down on the team. You love these guys. <laughs> so I also noticed that Hagler did a personal appearance at Modell's, I think, uh, Today? Well, yeah. Wow. It wasn't. He, he took time out from that uh, that all American Ford. I, I always see the advertisements. He's going to be out at that place. I, I think he's. Uh, I think he's part owner out there. <laughs> well, that was another desk. thing that they probably make him. They probably make him sell Fords while he's out there. That hair. That hair shield he wears protects his hair. Genus right. Some Ranger fans make Eeyore look optimistic. <laughs> True, man. They're all doom and gloom. Like, what were your expectations coming into this? We're not necessarily we don't. I've, I've said this before, Jim. It's not like we have a track, uh, you know, a track record of being winners. We are. Oh, don't even get me started on that, John Giannone. You might as well just have a cardboard cutout in between the glass. There, I don't under. I can't even hear when he speaks. It's so vac. It's so bland. Vapid, what I think, is the word you were going to use. What? Vapid, I think, is the word you were going to use. Vacuous, vapid, I don't know what I was going to use. When he talks, I hear nothing. Oh, just get rid of him. Horrible. Between the glass. The glass has more personality than he has. Between the glass. I'd rather talk to the glass. Glass. 
Now, speaking of broadcast, you were saying before we went on the air that uh, you were talking about last night's broadcast. Do you want to get, get back well, into that? I'm going to get killed for this. I'm going to get killed for this. I think P.M. McGuire is not bad. Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I, if they are, if it is not a game involving the Penguins or the Capitals, I can handle him. Last night's game, he was pretty tolerable because it didn't. I didn't have to hear the Crosby Love Fest. I didn't have to hear about right. Ovechkin's thighs. I didn't have to hear about about the, the great Braden right. Holtby, or I didn't hear you know. Or about uh, you know about Malkin or how many guys the Penguins have hurt and you know what an organization they are and right. I mean he was fairly complimentary to the Rangers. He was you know he's he did say exquisite passing, Jim. Exquisite passing, and I'm telling you, you know that is I I, this I like it. (laughs) This is how it is. Exquisite hockey broadcast. Even let us know that Espen Knutson's nickname was Shampoo. <laughs> that was actually that was actually a funny story too. Yeah, like I mean, the guy has hockey knowledge. I mean, he does. I mean, he can be annoying, like you said. But I, when I he's give not gushing, to the he's fine. He he, I, he's tolerable. Mike Everett, not so much. You. And I like it better with those two guys than with Ed Olchick. <clears throat> Ed Olchick, he likes to gush about support. He's got to talk about support a hundred times. Uh, I don't know. I liked it better with just two people out there. All right. Uh, so uh, what's the uh... – oh, yeah, they're talking about uh, this, uh, this chick, Margot Robbie. She was in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Beautiful young lady. Beautiful. Yes. Apparently, from what I'm hearing, and this is totally a non-hockey news, she may be having an affair with Will Smith. Really? And could be Smith's uh, marriage. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> I just saw it mentioned in the chat room. That's, that's so I, had to... I feel like we need the current affair uh, sound effect. Current affair. Nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> it was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> they were close to put the chest. <laughs> they all got. Oh, uh, God. welcome to BSU TMZ. All right, let's go to four six. Four seven eight. Four six. Oh, four six nine two is the number. Six four six four seven eight four six nine two. We'd like to hear some new callers tonight. Maybe how about uh, I'm going to pick three people out of the chat room that never call in, and and tonight you're going to call in. So how about uh, let's see, uh, Stephen Nola, uh, Kabank, and Gina. You've been put on notice. Hi, Stan. Hi, Stan. Hello? Hi, Stan. Hi, Stan. Yes. Hello. How are you, Stan? All right. I thought you were putting somebody else on. Hi, uh, Stan. No, I was just calling out other people we'd like to call in tonight. That's all. 
Okay. And keep people on their toes here. Yeah, I'm always on speaker, so uh, I've oh, got to okay. figure out where to take it off. So how are you? Good. Very good. So what's your take on these last couple of games? What do you think of the – what do you think of Henrik? What do you, what do you, what do you like? What do you not like? Well, uh, obviously they're much playing much better. Henrik looks like the old Henrik. Uh, one thing, nobody's hurt, so they've got their, all their players, which is always a concern because there's not a lot of depth on the team, on the uh, organization, or organization, as they say. So if they get a bunch of injuries, they're going to be in trouble. But uh, right now, every you know, all four lines are playing well. Uh, they're cutting down on the goals, which were really crazy for a while there, and they're scoring, so there's nothing to complain about right now. Uh, you said the the power play is good, and the PK is good. So he's got to keep doing what they're doing. question is, can they? Uh, I would say so. I mean, again, uh, any serious injury is going to hurt them. And uh, I, I'm worried that uh, Salem might do something crazy, <laughs> you know, some kind of crazy <laughs> deal. That's a concern. Because they really got to build up the organization. They, you know, especially from last year, the last two years, when he kept trading away people for nothing. I'm gonna get into a lot again, but uh, you know, there's not not a lot down in uh, Hartford. Meanwhile, J.T. Well, Miller, every time he goes to Hartford, he scores. He scores almost every game down there. Well, me and my friends have made the argument that I know you got to pay your dues in this league, but J.T. Miller is kind of lost on the fourth line. I think for what he can bring. He really isn't a fourth liner right now, but I you know, I I guess you have to start somewhere and he's one of those bubble guys right now. Yeah, no, I mean uh I think for the future he's gonna be a good player, especially like we talked about, uh, Richards is probably not gonna be on the team next year. I talk to imagine. And that would they like Miller as a center. So I could certainly see him uh, moving into that position as, you know, a second or third line center next year. Yeah, they've uh, HF came out with their uh, top prospects right now in the prospect poll, poll, and like they've got Kreider as the number one prospect, who's obviously he's gonna, you know, his rookie campaign is gonna end this year. JT Miller, Dylan McArath is third. Cam Talbot is up with the team is four. Brady Shea is number five. Oscar Lindbergh is number six. Danny Cristo is number seven. Jesper, send him down fast, is eight. Connor <laughs> Allen, who's seen a little bit of uh, up, uh, time with the big club, is nine. And this Anthony Duclair is number 10 so far in 43 games when this was written, 36 goals and 30 assists. Yeah, it was up until uh, yesterday. Points. Yeah, yeah so uh, uh, now... Let's also take it with a grain of salt because the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is a high-scoring league, so it doesn't always translate to the NHL. But this is, uh, this is you know, they, they've got some guys, but you're right. It's, it's very thin, especially on defense. Yeah. You know, I just saw something. I was surfing in it. Some 13-year-old kid just committed to go to college at the University of Maine. The kid was 13. Can you believe that? Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is the youngest kid ever. 
Hmm. Wow. That is amazing. I want, anybody got that? Post that in the chat room. I'd like to see that story. Uh, Did you guys see a story that, that Puck Daddy wrote this week? Saying, uh, it was an article saying that the NHL has more sellouts than the NBA. I think Costa hooked me up with that. That the NHL has more sellouts at their arenas than basketball does. I was amazed by that. Well, that, that. That really doesn't surprise me, to be honest with you. Then why I get, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just a more of a spectator sport on TV. People watch basketball. Tickets are a little bit more, right, for basketball? <laughs> but I, I, mean, so. if, I mean, if you think about it, though, if you look at the if you look at hockey as opposed to basketball, I mean, you've got towns that are, I mean, obviously hockey towns like Montreal and Toronto and, I guess, you know, Detroit. How many towns do you look at and say, oh, that's a basketball town? That's true. You know what I mean? Where, where people are just rabid for basketball. I mean, you've got St. Louis, is, that's a baseball town. And, you know, uh, you know, Dallas is a is a football town, and you know whatever. How many towns? Yeah, I think they, I. Were, it just makes it makes sense to me, actually. If you think about it. Yeah, hockey fans are more yeah. passionate too. Yeah, they are. They're more loyal. I think they're, they're more rabid for it. That's yeah, basketball to me. You know, one of the one of the reason I never got basketball and why the. Scoring is so easy. Like each team scores like fifty-five times a night. In hockey, you got to work for a goal. You know. I mean, I know it's simplistic to look at it that way, but I always like sports where, you know, scoring a point or getting a goal or a run or whatever it is was a hard thing to do. I don't know, I don't know if that's too high concept for you fellows. <laughs> So, so you're saying the Rangers look good as long as they keep playing this way, they're uh, playoff bound. Yeah, well, I expected them to make the playoffs at the start of the year. You know, I don't think anyone's expecting, uh, you know, this to start. But again, you know, uh, when it gets to the playoffs, are they better than Boston or Pittsburgh? No. No. So maybe Boston they could probably be. I mean, look at they. they they hung with Boston last year. I know they got beat four games to one. A lot of those games, was three games went into overtime, I think. I mean, you know, I don't know. You're right, though. Are they better than Boston? Probably not, no. Uh, but we shall see what we shall see. But I like I like. I'm getting confidence in, 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 in uh, AV now. I'm starting to see it. I'm going to see what the plan is. Grand design is mm-hmm. so. So uh, that's about it. That's all I got. What do you got? No, that's that's it. Just to keep on going. Yeah, and then you know, hopefully, we can ride Hank now for a little bit. Yeah, was it three weeks till the Olympic break? Yeah, they scored three goals a game. They don't need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, February seventh. February seventh is the last game. I got. So. Hey, Stan, are you going to any of those outdoor games? Absolutely not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not going to sit out in the cold. I will be there. Oh, you are. You're oh, going to the, the Sunday game, right? Yeah, the Devil game. Yeah, the Devil game. 
I are having an Arizona viewing party for the Devil Games, so we will be cheering you on while you sit there freezing your ass off. We will be in the cozy confines. I, I may do a live free show if you'll host it. I just watch yeah, from uh, do, my, my living room these days. We could probably work I'll something out. That. How many how many people can fit in that stadium at uh, Fakat the Yankee Stadium? Man? About forty three, forty four, something like that. Forty seven. Something like that. Forty seven thousand rabid Ranger fans. <laughs> and twelve oh, devil fans. And twelve devil fans. <laughs> you know, the thing with, with the outdoor games is that uh, the viewing is bad because you're far away. Yeah, I'm going there for the experience. I don't know. And they're charging absurd amounts for these tickets. They got to be out of their heads. You know, when I started going to games, it was like five to seven dollars a ticket. So, talk to me that you sit in the crowd. I mean, uh, I remember going to. Uh, I still have the ticket stuff. Sometimes I post it. I went to uh, in the blue seats. It was Brian Leach. I was probably like 1988. Maybe like fifteen dollars with tax. So, yeah, when I mean, you went with five, eight bucks, man, jeez. Well, I remember uh, my wife's brother worked for a company who had front row seats. They're right uh-huh. behind the visitor's penalty box. So I went there once. It was amazing because, you know, we got off at the first level and started walking down <laughs> right in the front row. <laughs> they were either 20 or $25 then. That was like 40 years ago. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. You can front feel, row. You can feel, uh, and you can, like, feel the, you know, how cold it is down there. It's a lot colder down front. Because of the ice and everything. Right. You hear them talking. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. I don't have $5,000 now to do it. Yeah, it's a little more than $20 but, to sit down there. But when you go to the minor league games, you could do that, or, you know, you could. Yeah, I did you know, uh, a few months ago. It's great. So. All right. All right. All right, Stan. All right, Stan. We'll check in with you next week. All right. Keep me on. Will yeah. do. Talk to you soon. Okay. Thank so you. So, what if. Right. Take care. What, so what do we got? We got another call? What are we, what's going on? Yes, we have calls. Bring it. Bring it on, baby. 973-287. You're on the air. Who's this? How's it going, gentlemen? It's Daniel. What's going on? What's new? What's happening, my friends? Hey, Daniel. How you doing? Daniel, how are you? Doing all right. First things first, Jimmy, how are you and uh, everything okay since the, the situation? Yes, I am, I am doing well. Thank you for asking. It's not a problem at all. Want to make sure everything's okay going on with you over there. That probably was a scary situation. But on the Rangers, very, very happy with how they played. And in that Blackhawk game in Chicago and on Wednesday, boy, I'll tell you, that was probably the best Ranger game outside of Sunday's destruction of the Flyers that I think I've ever seen the Rangers play. Um, just a couple of bad bounces. And, of course, unfortunately, Henrik Lundqvist not uh, – on a good angle to stop that uh, tying goal. But still, though, I thought the, the Rangers are really looking solid now. They're finally starting to get Vigneault's system. And yeah, you got to give credit to Vigneault as well. I mean, you know, he probably had to adjust some as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think he's had to adjust his, these players just to evaluate all the players that he's had to and get to know them. And I think they're starting to uh, – uh, I think they're starting to gel. I think they're starting to get to know each other. Yeah, so absolutely. Think, so. and, and look at so, Chris Kreider. 
he leads the team with 12 goals. I mean, he's got I a saw, shot. I just looked it up year. on the sheet. He's leading the team with 12 goals. I mean, if that, if he can continue doing that on a Calder uh, season, you know, I, I think he could get the Calder Trophy this year, depending on uh, if there's no anti-Ranger bias. But we'll see what happens. Well, I, I think he's got a shot. The goal he got last night, he was a little bit lucky on. He kind of uh, made the deke and, and then hit the guy's skate. I think it was Shen's skate and went into the net. But still, he, he's got the moves. I like, you know what I like about him? I, well, I like the fact that he has all that speed. We all know that. Uh, I wish he would just take it to the net a little bit more and not fire from where he usually fires. But, hey, who might have complained? The guy's got 12 goals. So no, I understand what you're that. saying. I mean, look, there are times when he get, he takes the puck and he's going down the near boards, or he goes he goes down the left side, and all of a sudden he just what is he probably uh, outside the near circle, and he just takes a shot. I mean, yeah, that's not going in unless you know unless you're like your Mark Messier and you pump the uh, the right leg up and you snap it in, then yeah, keep doing it. But I agree with you, Eddie. He's got to get a little bit more closer to the net. He's going to have to bang it in there as much as he can. And uh, But other than that, look, I don't have a problem with it. And talking about the uh-huh. defenseman, I'll say this. Because obviously Michael Delzato, I think he's been playing a little bit better these last couple of games. But I can understand why people want him gone. Because I'll say this right now. The kid they called up for a few games, Connor Allen, mm-hmm. I liked what he did. I think he could be a solid maybe third-pairing defenseman right now, because I think you got McDonough, uh, Stahl on the offensive side. Girardi can pump it in there. You're, you're absolutely right, Eddie. Strawman's been a blessing. He, I mean, let's be honest, too, that pickup was also from Tortorella as well. I mean, you know, if you don't yep. uh, pick up Strawman, if he uh, did sign with the Devils back in the couple of years ago, you know, where would the Rangers be with, uh, on defense? But I'll say this. I like what I saw from the kid those few games. Oh, yeah, I liked Connor Allen a lot. I thought he was a good two-way defenseman from what I saw. And Delzato's been playing Good skater. Yeah. Now, if MDZ's playing well, he's going to be in the lineup. So, uh, you know, Vigneault thinks he's playing well, and that's all that matters. He's, you know, that's basically the end-all, be-end-all of that story. Uh, You know, and, uh, you know, they, they could get better on defense, but right now everything's going on all cylinders. Everything looks, you know, rosy right now. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going with the positive look. Oh, me too. Least, you always, you always have you to look know. at the positives. I know the negatives are always like it bothers you, that, you know, to, to no end. But I feel the Rangers are now they're, now they're really in a groove. Now they're understanding what Vigneault wants. And Vigneault is understanding what these guys have to do and everything is fine. Just to go back to Sunday night, and not to say that, you know, I'm going to critique the Flyers, which I'm not, but screw them anyway. How many times did you see the Flyers just lose the puck along the boards and then the Rangers just put it in? I mean, the, 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 the Rick Nash goal, I mean, look what Kreider did. He just digs the puck away from the boards. The Flyers couldn't do anything along the boards. Here comes Kreider, finds Nash, boom, it's in. And then all of a sudden here comes Zuccarello, and it's not so much like he forced he forced the Flyers to lose the puck. It's like they lost the puck anyway, and Zuccarello comes in, and all of a sudden he has that spin-around pass to Broussard who smacks it in. I mean, I have never seen the Flyers lose the puck along the board so badly. Like, I've, like, in, like even when they were a good team or 
when they even were a bad team. They've never lost a puck so much. Now, I'm not saying, you know, well, that the Flyers got to fix it. Fuck them. Let them, uh, let them keep losing along the boards. But, I mean, that was yeah. just a crazy oh. thing last night. Well, I think it, you have to give credit to the Rangers also, and you're, and you're right. They forechecked very well the Rangers, sometimes two, three men in there, and when you're fast enough to get in on those pucks like Zuccarello and Kreider are, it's going to make you look foolish. And that's one of the key components for the Rangers to continue the success, is they have to work every night with that forecheck. If they don't, they're going to lose. And so far... They're getting it. They know what it takes to win. Once you start winning, and now the coach is telling you what to do and start winning, now you know it works. That means you're more willing to do it every night, night in and night out, to get the W. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Before I get going, uh, there, this, the actress you're talking about, uh, Miss Margaret, Margaret uh, Robbie, there is a picture of her with a Rangers jersey on. So she is legit. Uh, hubba, hubba. She is legit. From a, a 10 to 11. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll have to find that one. Okay. All well, right, Dan. All right, Dan. You, 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 you just, just go to Bing.com, you know, just put her name down, and just, you know, you'll see all these pictures of her. But she's got her Rangers jersey on. She's she's one of us now. That's the best <laughs> All okay. right, guys. Have a good night. Jim, I'm glad you're doing all right, and I'll talk to you next time. All right. Take, take care. care thanks, Dan. Take Bye. care. All right, uh, we got, we got one more call on hold here. Six three one three two seven. You're on the air. Who's this? You got uh, who, oh. who is this? Kabak. You Kabak. He's the only one who answered the bell, Getty. Yes. Oh, I do what I can. So, thank bell. you. How are you, sir? Oh well. How are y'all? Good. Good. Thank you so for calling good. in. I like it. You were called upon, and you stepped up. Um, so, yeah, y'all were talking, or just just recently, you were talking about puck possession and sort of the good things that we're doing on the boards and how this is sort of leading to offense. And I mean, one of the things that I think perhaps gets overlooked and maybe, well, maybe sometimes with good reason, actually we have to sing the praises of one Brian Boyle. And I think... He's pushing a lot of the possession. So, you know, if we were talking about how well it seems the offense is playing, you know, if we're getting first and second and sometimes third-line generation, even from like Pouliot, it's because it's not getting demolished in the defensive zone. And the person, I think, who's largely responsible for that sort of thing is going to be a Brian Boyle. Um, Dominic Moore has certainly been no slouch. Jury's out on Carcillo, and I think Dorset is going to replace him, of course, when he gets back from injury. And so despite Boyle kind of fighting like, like, like in those dreams where you try to punch somebody but it doesn't actually do anything, that's, that's kind of how I imagine <laughs> Brian Boyle fighting. But, um, you know, as far as his actual defensive abilities, I think he deserves a little bit of a round of applause, and I, I would hope he gets renewed when his contract expires. That's my piece on that one. But wow. uh, otherwise, I mean, you, you can't really ask for for much more than what we're getting right now, especially considering the start we've had and sort of this, the, the expectations that we've had the uh, 11-12 season, the, uh, the Eastern Conference final season. So yes. I'm altogether happy. And uh, I think, uh, well, that's about it. Well, okay. I mean, I, I don't think, I think everybody in the chat room got a little crazy when you started uh, lauding Brian Boyle, but, uh, you know, it, 
I, I said it too earlier. I said, you know, you've got to give kudos to the fourth line the way they're playing. Brian Boyle on the fourth line to me is not as much – it makes more, a lot more sense to me than him on the third line, centering the third Absolutely. line. Absolutely. So, I mean, he's decent on face-offs. He, he's a big body. Uh, I wish he had a more physical thing. Again. But the fourth line's been playing well, and as long as they're chipping in with the odd goals, and I agree with you with Dominic Moore, and if they could, you know, um, I, I have no problem with it. I really don't. I think your assessments are fair and right on. We're right where we ought to be because, I mean, I would love to see J.T. Miller up here. But if we're going to let him hang out on the on the fourth line or, you know, maybe push him up to the third a little bit, that's all well and good. But he needs the playing time. And given what the fourth line has been up to recently, it's giving guys who might get pushed around a little bit. Pouliot's been a good surprise, but I never really had super high expectations. If we ended up slotting him on the on the third line or if he ended up, you know, really throwing a stinker out there and getting pushed down to the fourth line, he's just going to get destroyed anyway. So that's where I'm right. That's, that's, my, that's my defense of Brian Boyle. But uh, no, like I, I, altogether, I, I things are good. No, everything's good right now, and uh, I think it's a fair point. I think Justin, who wants to take you to task in the chat room, is a little bit, uh, a little bit crazy. Yeah, well, we <laughs> can happen. Uh, you know, listen, everybody has it, you know. Just so, a little sensitive about Brian Boyle, but that's his problem. Oh Thanks. For, now, Kabak. Now, was it like Kabak? Now, maybe no. Was that Kabong? What was um, what you call it? Uh, what's the horse's name? Uh, the cartoon horse there. Jim, oh, I don't help know. me out. Quick draw, uh, McGraw. I yeah, I was I was going to say Quick draw, McGraw, but then then I no. Kabak is and a. Then he, oh, no, I'm sorry, guys. What is a kabonk? No, a kabonk? Well, my my dog's name's Kaboom. And she's a good time. <laughs> so so that was that. El Kabong. That's, that's, that was that's cool. all I've got on that one. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks so much for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Of course. It. No, thank you all for doing the show. I've, I've been listening a long time, but I really got my ass together to, to say hello. So you're right. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate kabonk. it. All Have right. a lovely evening. Take care. You too. Have a good evening. Take it easy. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, okay. Justin said he was smoking that kabong. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I, I'm not joking. I think Brian Boyle, what else are you going to have on the fourth line center? What do you can do better funny. than Brian Boyle? That was funny. At this point. Steven has a cold and he's on hold. That rhymes. But don't let me talk. What the f- what the hell did you call in for? You told him to. You gave out the orders. These people respond. But he doesn't want to talk. Except, except Gina. She doesn't do phone. She doesn't do phone. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know what that means. Well, are we going to put Stephen on, or is he going to talk, or what? Stephen, are you there? I'm here. So you don't sound Steven, so bad. Thank you for calling in. Are you in Oklahoma? Yeah, I'm in Oklahoma City. Oh, I did not know that. For life? <laughs> uh, it feels like a life sentence. Uh, are, are you incarcerated? Not incarcerated. <laughs> no. It's just a collect call? Yeah. You remember, the Ra- <laughs> you remember the Rangers had their farm team in Tulsa way back when? The Tulsa Oil. Oh, I was in New Jersey then, but I don't know about that. 
Yeah, the Tulsa Oilers. I believe uh, if now my memory may be fuzzy on this, but I seem to remember Roger Nielsen sending John Van Beesbrook to the Tulsa Oilers, much to his chagrin. Wow. Could be wrong about that, but I remember Steve Weeks being playing there. He was called up from the Tulsa Oilers. Then I heard something I remember about their their rink getting flooded too. I don't know where I uh, it's just things weird things I remember. That still uh, happened. It still happens. Okay. No, it wouldn't have been Roger Nielsen. Enough. Excuse me. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe it was Herb Brooks. Uh, Van Beesburg played with the Tulsa Oilers in nineteen eighty the nineteen eighty season. They were in the CHL at that point. Anyway, I well, digress. Steve, you may, I, I watch a lot of your posts in the chat room, and I've got to say. Uh, you supply me with a lot of m- good material, and I feel like we're kind of like simpatico. We're usually on the same wavelength. Except so when I'm your... arguing with the other Steve. <laughs> so <laughs> what's your assessment of the that, Rangers uh, Steve, so far right now? Steve Camito? That guy? He's my favorite. He's my favorite. Oh, oh he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a bit he's of a loon. Let's not go there. <laughs> he's a mental um, patient. i got to tell you, I love that the Lions – are staying intact like you guys were saying. I think the guys are playing much better when the lines are, you know, they have a, you know, they're getting used to each other. Pouliot's playing much better with Boyle, I think. He stepped it up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, other than that, great. that's, you know, pretty Pouliot much. Pouliot is playing better. Uh, I think uh, Zuccarello together with Broussard, has been a heck of a combination. Yeah, I, I love what Zuccarello's done. Still on the fence about Broussard, but... I just like the way Zuccarello just... He comes to play and he fights. Like, he fights for the puck. He's hard to not... And Kreider last night laid somebody out. That guy is so strong. He just hit a guy and the guy went flying into the boards like he was nothing. And it wasn't a small guy either. I missed the fight in, in Toronto game. I missed the fight that he had. Well, it wasn't much of a fight, but uh, <laughs> you know, he dropped the gloves. You know. It was at Fanouf. Well, Fanouf. But uh, Kreider is a... And he's going to get bigger, man. And he stands in front of that net. Last year and the year before, years before, it's always like Callahan was the guy in front of the net. Now they pretty much put somebody in front every every time now, which I really like. Because you Which really need that. Right. And, I, and I, I, really, I really like that about this. Because in this day and age, you need a goaltender uh, to be screened. Because if they see it, they're going to stop it. Isn't that hmm. right, Jim? Yes, I agree. I'm sorry. I was mm, uh, mm. mixing it up with the chat room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh Anything else, Steve? Yeah, a quick, uh, who's going to win this weekend, Seattle or San Fran? Seattle. Right. I'm going to go with Seattle. I think that crowd is just too crazy up there. I think it's going to be but, a novel again. And, and if you think about it, Carolina, I mean, kudos to the 49ers for those, those goal, line, goal line stands. But if Carolina scores on those, you know, it's a different ball game. I, I, I'm not a Kaepernick guy, and I, I don't know. I think uh, 
Uh, I, I, I will go with Seattle and that's just because of the home advantage. It's just it's so loud up there. I don't care if uh, Denver wins, but I just don't want Brady to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, fuck Cutter, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, all right. Guys, have a good night. Feel better. Thanks, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Thank you. Well, I Jim. Some, uh, before, I have some, inter- some, some news in the world of entertainment that just came across. Okay, give it a this is coming in from the entertainment desk here at Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Uh, are you a fan of the newsroom on HBO? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that show is going to go off the air after its third season. Are you a fan Why? of Boardwalk Empire? No. Boardwalk Empire will have its fifth season in the fall, and that will be the last season for that. And from what I understand, I also saw, I cannot confirm this yet, but True Blood may be going off the air as well. That's about five years too late. <laughs> I don't watch that. Off with a little bit of a hitch in hitch the city. In the but on the plus side from the, from the Blue Shirt Underground Entertainment Desk, Game of Thrones will return April 6th. April, April yeah. 6th, Your Grace. I can't wait. Cannot wait for that. Yeah. Yes. We're big yes, fans yes. of that show. And I also suggest if you people like, uh, if you like good series, check out out on Showtime. Check out that Ray Donovan. Very good. <laughs> I have first I've seasons in the can. Ray Donovan is good. Not as good as Game of Thrones, but. <laughs> Can we send torch to a red wedding? <laughs> <laughs> red wedding. Wet wedding. Speaking of uh, Wade Redden, officially retired. Yeah. Yep. Goodbye. Get out of here, you bum. Poor him. Poor him. <laughs> All right. I'm out of here. That I wraps love you. it up. Ranger fans. Who we got coming up, Jim? Who are we playing next? Tampa tomorrow night, and then Thursday night, I believe, they play someone. Okay. Well, that's they have good. a game. They have a game uh, Thursday night as well, Tampa I believe. tomorrow. Uh, they're going to be starting Ben Bishop in that because he kills us. We never oh, beat him. Oh, gosh. You know, can we'll I get say something really, really, before we go off the air really quick about the... Uh, yeah. uh, you know... I'm getting text messages almost daily from this franchise about how tickets are still available and how there's all these, now all of a sudden there's all these plans. Like today I got tickets remaining for the Tampa Bay game. We'll give you a $10 food voucher, which granted might get you a hot dog at the lounge, but all of a sudden the lounge, they're not selling out. The newly trained Copacabana. I mean, what's going on? People are getting smart. I'm smart. <clears throat> so they won't go right. to the lounge and pay $250 for a ticket on a night out. And, and here it is now. You go on the Rangers' website. Uh, you know, Enter for a chance to win tickets to the stadium series. Buy your tickets to the stadium series. And the Islanders, all they did for, the stadium, for their stadium series jersey was they took the Giants logo and made it a hockey stick. 
<laughs> if you ask me. And it looks like the Devils are bringing back the red and green uh, logo because that was that was that's so historic. <laughs> that that Christmas tree, <laughs> the, the Christmas Italy, the, the Christmas yeah, Columbus team Italy. Italy. <laughs> Italy. Italy. Team Italy. Team Italy. Team Italy. Team Italy. Team Fredonia. Anyway, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.